720 WGN. John N. Shee, the president of the Chicago Board of Education, described himself in a recent article as an immigrant that's fallen in love with Chicago. So thank you for joining us on the show. Wanted to introduce you to the audience. I wanted to get to know you. And I got to share this with you, John. And we were talking with John Williams, we do a little crossover talk, and he's like, yeah, I saw his picture. He just looks like a nice guy. <laughs> and it's so funny <laughs> because I, having me. I yeah. felt the same way. I was like, yeah, that he does. Um, so let me get this right. Born in China, immigrated first to Toronto at age five, then to Boston at eight, raised, later adopted by your aunt and uncle, undocumented until age 16, and kind of in the shadows as a kid and and obviously always worried about being deported. Yeah. I mean, I think a part of my story is also, you know, being surrounded and loved by many folks um, unconditionally, right. Knowing and being given opportunities to succeed. Right. And that's kind of what I want to do here as board president of Chicago public schools is to provide the opportunities, regardless of your status, your race, your zip code um, that we can all succeed here, right? I think often we have a little bit of a false narrative or we think in scarcity, right? When I really want to challenge all of us to think about what what do Chicago children deserve? And what's tough about Chicago is you have some kids who are going to school with a monogram backpack and if they're desperate, they take an Uber home and you have other kids who are trying to get home and worried about getting hit by a bullet. How do you address the economic inequality in this city? I think, you know, I view my job and my position here as how do we invest in communities, right? Similar to Mayor Brendan Johnson, we need to look at the root issues and how we approach and how do we strengthen communities, whether it's with jobs, whether it's with economic opportunities, education. I think that's what's most important. Of course, you're 33, so the youngest person ever to be appointed president of the Chicago Board of Education, and I had read that you said part of your job was to help transition us towards a fully elected school board, but you're now faced with an enormous number of migrant children who aren't just facing um, the opportunity, a way to be educated in Chicago, but they're facing housing issues, transportation issues, um, food scarcity issues. That's a big job, and I would imagine that that falls on your desk as well. Yeah, I think this is an example that nothing that all of the challenges that we face in Chicago are not single issue or single agency. We need to be really working collaboratively with all of our agencies, with the mayor's office to identify solutions, right? You've named students who are coming here, our asylum seekers don't just need to be enrolled. They need to be, they need a roof on top, uh, under them. They need housing. They need their immunizations. They need to know where they're getting food from, all of that. And this is an opportunity for us to look and zoom out for all of our children experiencing homelessness, right? What are we doing for our unhoused population? How do we connect housing policy with education so that we are realistic and we can realistically take care of our families? Because as an educator, I know that, I mean, we all know really that if you don't have a stable living situation, if you don't have access to high nutrition and food, how are you supposed to succeed academically? Mr. President, is the presence of the migrant children in CPS classrooms having an impact on the system 
overall? I mean, is it maybe it's enhancing it, uh, but or is it uh, diluting the education for others? Can you sort of address that for us? Yeah, I think we need to we need to stay away and maybe opt out of the conversations that you know one when we have a winner and loser in every situation, right? I think Chicago Public Schools has made significant investments in our bilingual educators and increased them by the hundreds. So we are way more prepared, right, in the last decade for serving our student population. We have now SDLS coordinators at schools that already have high um, that already have students. Um, more students um, who are experiencing homelessness. And so those, those staff uh, give us the infrastructure to meet the needs um, of our students, right? It obviously calls out that we need more. Chicago students deserve more in many different ways and many different geographies, for sure. And how do you address that? Well, first of all, how many, how many unhoused children or children without a permanent address are, in, you know, are enrolled at Chicago Public Schools? You know, I don't have the exact number for you, but, but it's it is, large, right? It is large, right? It is. So I think that's why we need to step back and look at, you know, schools are community anchors, right? And so how do we provide the services to, for the students to succeed? How are we connecting them to services and programs for the families to succeed? We know that this is, again, if we have the, it's not how, it's, what we're doing is we're investing in communities that, the students that we are helping, that we're educating, that come out with whether it's more CTE so they can get a job or more uh, credit so they can get into higher ed, that builds and strengthens our communities. That's what I saw in Gage Park, right? The students I worked with and I taught stay in Gage Park and build up the richness of Gage Park. Yeah, you taught at uh, Solario Academy High School? Yeah, I taught at Solario Academy and I also taught in Boston as well, high school science. And and what do you how do you address the fact that Stacy Davis Gates sends her kid to a private school when we're seeing declining enrollment in Chicago public schools and some people involved in education in Chicago aren't even confident enough to send their own children to Chicago public schools? You know, I think my job as board president, my focus is never just on one parent's decision. I much less I do not sit in the shoes of a with the experience of someone who lives, a mother who lives on the South side, right? And the decisions, I've not walked a mile in her shoes, right? So, but my focus is really how are we creating and how are we using public dollars to create excellent schools in areas across the city, particularly on the South side, particularly on the West side. And you see that I'm, you know, just in my first couple of weeks of school, we've, I've visited many schools on the West side and I'm starting to plan my visits on the South side as well to kind of listen to the needs of the students going there. How do we create uh, programs? How do we, you know, how do we creative and imaginative um, around what um, stabilizes communities? Mr. President, uh, you're young, but that was a very nuanced diplomatic answer. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Um, if you don't want to say, I mean, you know, you're coming into a relationship that certainly changed with Mayor Johnson, uh, having come from the CTU background and education background, but the the Chicago Teachers Union and Stacey Davis Gates has been um, ha- has been has sort of created an adversarial relationship with the Board of Education. How do you get past that and put that behind you? I think we need to all understand that we had an election in Chicago, and that there needs to be a new script. Every single player that you've named from the Chicago Teachers Union to the mayor's and uh, mayor's office administration 
to our district and to the Board of Education have talked about collaboration. And that's what you expect to see from us, right? We are going to work and how do we help Chicago students and families um, get the best education possible. I really do believe that I think it's easy for us to find common narratives and archetypes and enemies. I want you to look at our actions and how we're working well together, whether it is during the heat with this with the heat committees or how we're kind of communicating at a level that's different. Right. Last May, I don't think you guys have seen the um, the CEO of Chicago Public Schools and the president of Chicago Teachers Union go downstate to argue for more money, right, and advocate for more resources. That's what we should expect, right? I think for our listeners, I think it's, you know, I think it's easy for us to think about what is the next fight because maybe we were used to fighting, but that's no longer the case here. We're all kind of aligned on how are we collaborating together for our goal, which is, again, to create a better Chicago. Well, I'll say as well that part of that is the media's fault in that we are better at covering fights than we are covering cooperation sometimes. So that doesn't help from this end either. It takes practice, right? Like I'm 55 days in, right? Look at what we do together, right? I think in that we've created a special education advisory committee that has advocates, uh, we have advocates as teachers, as principals, right? Um, I think that kind of continues to model how we're going to work together, right? And there's so many things that we're going to need to work together on, right? The district is passing out a strategic, is going to finish a strategic plan in, in, the, in the next summer. We have a facilities plan that will be done this year as well, right? Um, and we all need to be very clear about that we need more resources at the local, state, and federal level. And again, how do we get, the question we always need to go back to is, what do Chicago students deserve and why aren't they getting it? We really appreciate you coming on. I think you're a great role model for every student in Chicago public schools, and we appreciate you making yourself available. Of course. Thank you, y'all. John Anshi, the president of the Chicago Board of Education. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.